Hey guys, brand new podcast. Uh, ooh, it is the windstorm of LA. Wow, this is coming down insane. Uh, our garage door just opened. No, that was a limb. It was a limb? Yeah, it fell on our house. Yeah, it's insane right now. Uh, the winds are 60 miles an hour in LA, and they're called the Santa As- Asmas. Wah, wah. The Santa Anas. That's, but by the way, this is why we don't na- normally go to podcasts, because... You're just supposed to give a fake laugh, not a wah, wah. No, I don't stroke your ego like that, baby. Sorry. Um, You're going to love this podcast today. Ooh, baby. I can't wait to listen to it and hear what we talked about because I was there, but I wasn't there. No. No. Mm. Neither Doug nor I were uh, available for this podcast. So Altered we had, state of consciousness? We had our subconscious do the podcast. Oh, good. So I'd like to apologize immediately uh, to any comic that we might shit on. Uh, You shit on comics? I don't know. But I know for a fact when Doug and I get together, sometimes we have a tendency to gossip. And I don't... Then why are you releasing it? So if you're a comic and we talk, (laughs) just realize it's drunk talk. Yeah, but why would you want that out there? It's not bad. I don't think... How do you know it's not bad if you don't remember what you say it? Because I know I have a good heart. That's that you, doesn't mean anything. A hundred percent it does. That's the way I live no, my life. No, it does not. One hundred percent. Listen to me when I say this. I, at a point in my life, I realized I was, I was being videotaped a lot. It was when I first had a mic on. What? When I first had a mic. What? Why won't you just listen? Why do you have to I go, am what? listening. Listen, when I first got a mic on, someone came up to me and said, hey, just so you know, everyone can hear you at all times. Mm-hmm. It was on the X show. Mm-hmm. And I went, really? And they're like, yeah. And at that time, at that point, I had to separate... The part of myself that was um, would agree with people who said crazy stuff to me on mic and realize I was miked. And I had a hard time becoming, I had a hard time because I'd, I'd always catch myself going, oh, why did I say that? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. And then it happened so much to me in life that I had a mic on for the past 18 years. I've had a mic on a lot, a lot of my life. And so I had to... Just simply <clears throat> promise myself I had a good heart so that I know for a fact that what comes out of my mouth, I stand behind. I think it's also getting up on stage and being true on stage, being honest on stage. And you know, with the way videos are and camera phones, people get caught like the girl, uh, West Coast Chanel. You don't know who that is? Chanel West Coast. She's a, a gr- the girl from Rob Deerdack's show. She got caught yelling at people. They put her on TMZ. She didn't know they were videotaping. You're not, not, I'm not saying that's not going to happen to me. But when it does, I will go, oh, if I get, I won't, I don't think I'll get caught in one of those drunken, you can suck this dick because I'm the best comic that ever lived because my heart doesn't feel that way. If you have a clean heart and a pure heart, then you can trust that what you say when you're blackout drunk is good and it comes from a pure place. So without knowing what we said, and I know we talked about Dan Tosh, I know we talked about Dane, but I know how I feel about them. I know how, I, you know what I mean? I know how I feel about them. And I would say what I said to them in front of drunk, what I'd say to them sober. I, I probably wouldn't because I wouldn't, I don't like conversation, but I didn't say anything negative. I don't think I, I don't know, but I don't know what I said because I was drunk. Okay. But if you have a good heart, you don't have to worry about that. If you say so. What? I, I just would, I, I, that would make me really nervous, but that's okay. We're different. Yeah. We're, yeah. And I also had Halston listen to it and he said, it's not that bad. 
Okay. Well, then there you go. So then you sort of know that's then you totally were. But I didn't listen me. to it. I didn't listen to it. And what okay. Halston might find interesting, I may I may go woo. I wouldn't have kept that in. But you know what? I have a pure heart. I have a pure heart, and I trust in my heart. And but I know you did actually about. have somebody vet it. You know, so, you really you really bury the lead to these fucking reads. What do you mean I bury the lead? You, can you imagine the drama of, of a listener who's like, "What the fuck am I about to hear?" Okay. And then and then you hear the wife go, "Don't release it." And then the, the person's going, "Hey, he definitely released it. We're about to hear it." And then they go through the whole show and go, "Wait, when's he going to talk shit?" And they're like, "Oh, Bert doesn't talk shit. I guess he does have a pure heart." That was a genius intro read. But I've got my wife in front of me just going, well, "I wouldn't release it." What? What? And then I have to go, honey, don't worry. I had Halston listen to it. I'm not a fucking idiot. I'm well. Not, trust me. I, if there was something bad in there, really bad that would fuck my career up, Halston would have taken it out. Okay? Well. What? Yeah, okay. You. <laughs> I can't wait for your podcast. <laughs> because you are, if nothing, you are honest as fuck. I am really honest. And that makes for engaging entertainment. I am very honest. Um, I got to give a shout out to a new podcast I'm listening to. Uh, it is fantastic. Go to audible.com and you can get, not audible.com, go to laughable.com and uh, get the app in the app store. It's a fantastic app, but I the, the podcast I listen to, and you can check it out at Laughable, which is my buddy Ned's company. I'm a full supporter. It's the number one podcast app in the podcast store, in the app store. Um, it's really streamlined. You can find my tickets there. So if you listen to a podcast and I have, say, Doug Stanhope on, you can find Doug Stanhope's tickets through Laughable. And Ned's a fucking gangster. I love this app. But the new podcast I'm listening to right now is What Really Happened with Andrew Jenks Entertainment. Um, it's The Rock's company that releases it and produces it. I saw The Rock. I talk about this in a couple podcasts from now with Tripoli. But it's a fucking really cool podcast. So check it out. They're not a sponsor. The Rock's not a sponsor. But... Uh, Hit up the rock and tell him you heard about this podcast through Bert's through Bert's podcast and 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 Andrew Jenks. What they do is they kind of break down uh, not conspiracy theory, but the one I listened to was about uh, about Michael Jordan um, taking two years off and how this the theory is that he had gotten caught by the league for gambling and he was going to get suspended and David Stern pulled him aside and was like, "It's better for your image and it's better for." the league of the game of basketball because he's the biggest player in the world for you to take a imposed sabbatical and so but it's a fascinating podcast and 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 he's got a bunch he's got one on winston churchill it's called what's really happened what really happened anyway check them out in the laughable in the laughable app that's my buddy ned's app anything you want to say about laughable leanne uh, it's an awesome app because any guest you have on your show, you can find through Laughable. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a great way to um, find someone you like. Maybe you just discovered and you can find them anywhere they are. Yeah. Hey, hit up Andrew Jenks. Uh, it's his podcast and tell him to come on my podcast and then everybody will be able to find him on Laughable. I had hot food, so I'm not talking really great. Well, Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the way to be. Blue Apron doesn't allow you to raise the W-H-O-R-E's. 
What? Whores. Oh, that's not that. Can I tell you what we did this morning? Guys, and you know I love Blue Apron. You're going to hear Doug Stanhope do a Blue Apron read in the beginning of this podcast because he knows how much we listen to Blue Apron. We love Blue Apron because he listens to my podcast. We made a Blue Apron for the girls lunch today. Yep. It was... uh, Turkey ramen. Turkey ramen. And and, And you know what? Just like any amateur cook, I thought I was fucking it up. Oh, it was good, though. I, I really thought I was fucking it up. And I said to Leanne, I think I'm fucking this up. And Leanne said, you fucked this up. And then she started being really negative. Oh, shut up. I didn't. I was like not. Like Ike Turner in a, in a, without a bra on. Oh, totally. And she yeah, was that's just. really me. And you were like, you were like, uh, let me know. Cause I got to get them lunch. Cause I'd spent like, and it's not, doesn't take long, but I had woken up 30 minutes before they had to leave. And 45. I, what? 45 minutes before she had to leave. Was that? 45 minutes, not 30. 45, okay. even longer. I'm okay. making your story even better because you, you gave more to... Th- not really when the point I'm trying to make is that Blue Apron meals only take 30 minutes. <laughs> well, this one took 45. But it said so on the card. It said so on the card. Yeah, no, no meal so ever. you could prepare. I mean, at least if you, if you don't think every meal is 30 minutes when some of them are actually 45, it says on the card how long it takes you to cook it. Um... And so I cooked it and I made it for the girls and I put it in their soups. I put it in their jugs and then they loved it. What are you laughing at? The fact that you're cock blocking my read? You put it in their jugs. (laughs) Can't wait till she has her own outlet and she does her own podcast. I don't even want to do the reads with you. Thanks a lot, Jair. You're the one that wants me in here. I did not volunteer for this job. Listen. Don't make it sound like I'm some like somebody who wants to be somebody. You're the one that said, I can't do these reads without you. I'm You're not going to do said, these reads without you. You said, I'm going to follow in Christina's footsteps. I want to be called Leanne K for now on. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, Blue Apron is cheap. It's not cheap. It's inexpensive. It's $10 per person per meal, less than sometimes. And you're not going to find that in a grocery store. It's easy. No meals over 45 minutes, as Leanne so aptly pointed out. And it is fresh. It is the number one fresh delivery system. Uh, service. Service recipe. And they're all great cooks. And it is it is great chefs. I'm having a hard fucking time with this read, okay? <laughs> I'm smelling the mic. It smells really bad. <laughs> Maybe we need a freshener. Do you... <laughs> it's really not good. The monthly recipes, this, you can check these recipes out. They're fantastic. We've got sheep pan-roasted pork with fall vegetables and creamy maple mustard. Whoa. But by the way, and th- this is what I do with these meals, is I steal parts of them. So I will learn how to make that creamy ma- maple mustard, and then I will put that in mine. Um, baked tilapia with creamy kale and fregola sarda pasta. Shut the fuck up. Sounds good. Chili butter, chili butter steaks. I think we're making this one tonight. No, we're making a seared steak with... Um Oven French fries. fries. Oven fries. Uh-huh. That we're looks good. We're making that as soon as this reads over. I'm going to start cooking it. And then we're going to watch uh, The Runaways. That's our new favorite show on Hulu. Yes. Uh, that has lemon parmesan broccoli with potatoes and creamy potato, creamy tomato pasta with mushrooms and collard greens. Oh, look, all their, all their fucking food is, um, is fresh. It's sustainable. It's all the good things you want out of food. You know I love this place. If you if you've been hearing me do these reads and you're like you normally I fast forward but this one Leanne seemed kind of testy so I oh, thought I'd sh- listen to it through shut and, up and now you're like well wait I don't understand this is what's great they have three meal plans they've got a two person meal plan that serves 
Two people. You got it. <laughs> choose from eight new recipes per week with the choice to receive. Wait, eight you choose. Oh, okay. From eight new recipes a week and receive either two or three <laughs> recipes any week. The family meal plan, which serves four. four people with four new recipes per week with the choice of receiving two, three, or four recipes any week. And my favorite, now that sober October, it's over. The wine plan. Six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. Get in here. Get in here. Get in here. Go sit on mom's lap. Come sit here. So I'd like to ask you a question, Isla. Uh, get ready to edit this out. Um, you got to talk right into here. Isla, number one, smell the mic. Does it smell bad? <laughs> <laughs> It Tripoli was probably having cigarettes. It smells like somebody who smokes. Yeah. Hey, Isla, no, Isla, hold on. Gotta you got to talk in the mic. Isla, what did you think of today's lunch? <laughs> hey, talk talk normal. What did you think of today's lunch that I made? The ramen. I really liked it. You got to say it loud. I really liked it. Yeah? Did you like it? Are you really holding your breath for the fucking mic? All right. Isla, hop like up. Puke. Hop, hop no, up. Get out of here. Do you like Blue Apron? I love Blue Apron. Why do you love Blue Apron? Why do you love it? I love Blue Apron because it really tastes really good and it's really like yummy. Do, do you try things you wouldn't normally try? Mm-hmm. Yeah? What's been your favorite thing? Do you remember? There's so many. There's so many. Too many there's, to choose from. There's on. a lot of recipes. It offers a variety, correct, Isla? Mm -hmm. Is that your favorite dinner? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's your favorite dinner. Except for Friday night pizza night. Well, you, it's hard to beat Friday night It's hard to beat night. high night pizza night. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. We are not in danger of losing our podcast to her. <laughs> hey, baby, we're doing a read. Go ahead. Go ahead quickly. Do you know where the um, tripod that can hold a phone is? Yes. Yeah. It, it is in the basket where it belongs. Hold on. Hold on. Couch. No, no. Hold on. No, there's a different one. Okay. It's one for her. It's not yours. There's one, there's one behind the treadmill too. Yeah, can you not leave? Yours. We're trying to do a read. It's in the basket at the end of the couch. Wow. The Blue Apron people are like, hey man, your reads are I'm great. At. They're really I'll personable. Help you in just a minute. Very relatable. Okay. But I'll be in I'm not certain what the tripod inclusion <laughs> had to do with our meal plans or our wine system. She's going to film our Blue Apron. <gasps> okay. I is? Nope. You is, Isla. You is. Blue Apron is treating BirdCast listeners to their first dinner with a $30 value if you visit blueapron.com slash BirdCast. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash BirdCast. Blue Apron a better way to cook. Try it out, guys. I love Blue Apron. Thank you, Blue Apron, for being a sponsor. Um, and I have to, I have to brag again on um, our merch. Our t-shirts and hoodies and the uh, beanies are selling like hotcakes. Yeah, well, it's it's that season with this win. The beanies you can pre-order right now, and the sweatshirts are available. They are the most comfortable sweatshirt I've ever worn, and I'm a sweatshirt guy, and so we picked these out for a reason. Um, I do bring them to my live shows, and they disappear within 15 minutes. They're awesome. The first show, I sell out of every sweatshirt. That's how great these sweatshirts are. It's my face with the Russian propaganda art of the machine uh, on the front, 
and uh, and I'll be bringing them this week to the La Jolla Comedy Store. Uh, that's where I'll be on the 7th through 9th in La Jolla. Uh, Spokane Comedy Club, 14 through 16. West Palm Beach. This is my big sell. I can't wait to be in West Palm for fucking New Year's Eve. That'd be great. Uh, West Palm Beach Improv, the 29th, 30th, 31st. Bam. I cannot wait. I'll be there for New Year's Eve, two shows New Year's Eve. And I'm thinking about wearing a suit. For New Year's Eve? And then taking my shirt off. <laughs> And just wearing the coat or just, wearing the suit bottoms? Just, just wearing the suit bottoms. The front bottoms? I might cut leather pants. Don't you already have leather pants? I have leather chaps. <gasps> I might wear leather chaps. Wait, didn't you wear leather pants for that thing where you sang that Creed song? Yeah, those weren't my leather pants. Oh, oh, they didn't belong to you. Yeah, they yeah, were really big. There baggy. was a lot of cows they had to kill for that, those no, leather pants. They were really too big. Stress Factory, January 11th through 13th. Uh, Tacoma Comedy Club, 18th through 20th. Helium Comedy Club in Portland, 25, 26, 27, and 28. We're doing a Sunday show, but I'm cool with it because I'm getting ready for my hour special. I gotta stop saying that. Why? Wilbur, February 3rd. Put it out in the universe. My what? comedy special in Philly, uh, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of February, the week before I'll be in Charlotte at the Comedy Zone. That's my first time there. And the week before that, on the 9th and 10th, I'll be at Morty's Comedy Joint. I'm trying to uh, tag on a one-nighter to that, um, either Thursday or Sunday. Why, Bert? Because I'm getting ready for this fucking special. I got to work hard, work hard, work hard. Then I'm in jury duty. On the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th, and 9th of March, uh, Gilda's Laugh Fest on the 16th, Sacramento Punchline, 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Well, I'm not taking a lot of time off after this special, am I? Nope. I thought we talked about that. Thought you did too. Today's podcast is fucking phenomenal. Um, having not heard it, you want to try that read again, maybe? You don't listen to it first? Uh, I pay someone to. <laughs> um, it was fun. It, it's really fun because it's me and Doug. It gets a little deep at times, um, I think, because I know that we talked one time about... Uh, having a persona that sometimes is bigger than you can uphold. Uh, I know that that's something I'm going through at times where there is an authentic Bert, but the authentic Bert shares a room with the Bert that's on stage. And it's really hard to split the difference sometimes. And sometimes I get caught up at the bars hanging out with, and Doug and I go through this and I forget what we call them, but fans, it's not fans. We don't believe in fans, but, but audience members. Cogs. No, but people who enjoy what we do and are excited to hang out. And I get caught up in those late nights. I did at the Clues Casino. I must have taken at least 200 pictures, 400 pictures at the bar. And I talk about this on the podcast, by the way, on the podcast, I'm sure I say the number is 100. That's the way I hyperbolize things. But um, and so we talk about that a little bit. We talk about him being compared to Hicks, and uh, we talk about a lot of stuff. Oh my God, I can't believe I haven't said this earlier. Doug has a book that's coming out right now, today, uh, December fifth, or yesterday, tomorrow, yesterday, depending on when. Two days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, the book is called "This Is Not Fame." And it's uh, from what I remember. It's on Animal, Amazon, iTunes, Audible. Wait, what I remember? What I remember? <laughs> That's great because title. It's, yeah, right. What I remember? This is not fame. From what I remember. That's awesome. And by the way, we tell some stories that are in the book. <laughs> this book is my favorite collections of his um, his past writings from his blog. And by the way, and I say this in the podcast, that blog is the reason I found him and Rogan 
as uh, as as pivotal as they were in my career, that I looked up to them the way I did because their writings in both their blogs were fucking phenomenal. And Doug tells a story in this book that is one of my favorite stories ever. From and we don't share it. I think if I'm not mistaken, we don't tell the whole story. Uh, but you gotta buy the book to get it because it's such. It's my favorite Stanhope story. One of my favorite Stanhope stories. Fuck! Here comes Isla. What do you need, baby? A light panel? Yeah. Yeah. Let me get done this read, and then I will come in and I'll help you light that. Okay. 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 I got you. I'll get you. I'll help you edit. Um. So what happened? Basically, it was just Sunday. If you don't know who Doug Stanhope is, then I can't fucking help you. But Sunday, we're over at our friend's house. Doug texts me. He's like, "Yo, I'm at Johnny Depp's house. Come hang out." So I uh, finish up dinner with my wife and our friends and our family. Drop off the girls. Pack a to-go bag, and I head up to Stanhope's at Johnny Depp's house, and we did this podcast in Johnny Depp's living room, and we proceeded to drink as if Johnny Depp was going to walk in on us any minute and go, you guys aren't drunk. Like, So we decided to get fucking hammered. And uh, the end of it might be a tad bit of intelligible. Intelligible? Unintelligible. Unintelligible. But uh, it was a great fucking night. It was such a great night that Doug left me this message the next day. Hold on a second. Uh, this is how great of a this is how great of a night it was. You ready? It's important after a bender of that uh, level to uh, make a phone call the next day and say, "Hey, that was quite a bender, right? We're all good, right? Okay, don't remember anything. Okay, good. <laughs> That's how much fun we had. Did you get the audio on that? Okay, good. So, without further ado, go get his book. This is not fame. This, uh, from what I remember, it's on Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend, stand-up comedian, author, uh, podcaster, Doug Stanhope. This is Hey, Leanne, uh, this is, I'm Bert Kreischer, and this is my wife, Leanne. Hi. I'll just do it in your regular oh, voice. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, hi. Uh, hey, hi. this upcoming podcast uh-huh. is uh, me and Doug Stanhope at Johnny Depp's house. And I, I know you were upset you weren't invited, Leanne. I'm very annoyed. Uh, I don't get to go anywhere. Bert never takes me anywhere, apart from fucking Walmart. Well, you know what, Leanne? You love uh, Blue Apron. Uh, yes, yes, I, to, yes uh, I do. cook Blue Apron while Bert was here. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, I was here. I am Bert. Yes. And, uh, and, all right. Anyway, let's get back to the podcast. This is Leanne. This is me, Bert Kreischer, uh-huh. and you, Leanne, w- without you, talking uh, to Bert Kreischer. I mean, Doug Stanhope, I'm Burke Kreischer. All right. The audio levels sound perfect in this. Uh-huh. Yeah, we sound great. All right, yeah. good. All right. Uh, this is the uh, Burt cast. Yes. This ain't no swap cast. This ain't this no... This is next level. This is one of my favorite podcasts I'll ever do in my entire life. I can't remember what I heard you on where you said, uh, God... Uh, what what are your fan? Because you do a lot of your podcasts where you do leading questions. Yeah. What's your fantasy? I'll tell you mine. <laughs> <laughs> and you said that's my entire personality. <laughs> <laughs> tell me anything about R. 
Shapiro. Here's what I think about him. <laughs> yeah. We were on the road listening to you, and you go, hey, what's your fantasy? And you go, mine is Doug Stanhope calls yeah. me up and wants me to come over to Johnny Depp's place and oh. play guitar with Joe Perry. And, and I'm like, I could make that happen. Yeah, that... Uh, so we're doing that tonight, except Johnny Depp and Joe Perry are not here. Yeah, Johnny Depp is not here, but we're in his house, and it is—it's uh, cool as shit. Like I, I just tried to I... count. The, there's at least sixty-seven guitars hanging around us. I tried to count, and I was drunk. But they're not—they're not like like you know how like when you get a wine rack in a house and you watch your friend fill it up with bullshit wines just so it looks full. They're not bullshit guitars. Every single one of them looks like they have a story. Like this one's like even the ones that look cheap, like this one's covered in rhinestones. You go, oh, I wonder where he got that one at. This is not his house. This is a guest house, a guest house, not the a guest house. What's his house? His house must be fucking insane. Well, it's across the street. I'll, I'll, I could get you in over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wave at the cameras. It'll open the doors, and they go, "What are you doing here?" I go, "I just me and Bert we're, we're gonna run butt naked." <laughs> What's that like though? What's well, I mean like, I, I'm not. I still like I and I I think we talked about this a little bit before the podcast starts, but like I, and I said we were talking about this. We're you're doing Rogan Rogan this week. I massively respect Joe, and so it's hard to compartmentalize uh, my friendship with him with the amount I respect him. The, the amount that like his advice means a lot to me. Like and the same with you. Like I remember you saying to me one time, "Hey, we're gonna come out and watch your new hour on the road." And in my head, I was like, "Don't do that. I can't have you." take a look at what I'm working on because then that'll affect it so much. Like it would like, if you were like, Hey, uh, like, you know how like the natural progression of a joke is like, it sucks. And you know what it is in your head, but it sucks. But then if someone comes in and goes, I think that's stupid. Well, you go, maybe you just didn't see it the way I saw it, you know? Like, but like, how do, how does that work with a guy like Johnny Depp? Because I, I like, I know what it's like to be friends with you and Joe, which are, which are my Johnny Depp's, but like Johnny Depp, like, I don't think I could ever be comfortable around him. Well, he's an actor. <laughs> he knows that he's he he's very aware of who he is. Yeah. He pretends to be other people, but he gets it. He's really? not a guy who's deluded with himself, which is the only reason I'm friends with him. Really? He's actually But let's get back to what you were just saying. You on your own podcast when you were, I don't know. Sorry, we're hammered here. Yeah, we've, we're, I've been drinking since the beginning of the Rams game. And, uh, and, and, and was, which texted. was way earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And Doug texted me at a party. And then by the way, can I tell you the little fun part of this text is you texted me and said, I'm at Johnny Depp's house. Come ha J uh, JDS. Uh, come hang out and you sent a picture of the guitars my buddy had produced the documentary he did with Keith Richards and the phone was sitting charging on the thing and he goes JDS he goes I think Stanhope's at Johnny Depp's house and I went what and he goes uh, that's Johnny Depp's house he goes I produced an entire movie out of there that's Johnny Depp's house and I went and it was the perfect way to share that with the entire dinner party and I was like ah oh, guys I gotta get out of here early and they were like oh, everyone was like are you fucking 
kidding me? He told me, Bert, sorry, Hennigan's here too. I'm talking to Hennigan. Yeah. Hennigan's on mic. I, I said, uh, he said, Kreischer texts me back saying, I'm, um, I'm out with the girls. Like yeah. he was at Chuck E. Cheese That's with I his thought. dog. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Our friends just bought a really phone. expensive house. And but, so we were going to check it out. By the way, do you know what? It's not what the way you it's, made it sound is. I'm at Chuck E. Cheese with my little tiny girl. Wait, that is not how I made it sound. It's fucking absolutely. That's exactly how it sounded. Are you serious? Because he re- he read the text to me. Yes. No. And that's how it sounds. And then it was when I called you. I'm putting the girls to bed. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, I'm leaving them. Yeah. What with ricin? <laughs> Eating dinner with the girls, but I'm. I I, I wrote. Yeah, eating dinners with the girls. I'll be free in an hour. Yeah, you've got two dinner with the girls. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm I not at yeah. a big, fancy fucking party. Oh, I was at, no, but it was it was just a couple other families, so it wasn't big. So wait, go back to what you were saying before that. I can't remember what I was saying. You were saying, uh, we were talking about, oh, this is going to be one of those ones go where, ahead. where the listeners are going to be Let like, guess, I know what the fuck you were saying. No, no, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Do you know what Chuck E. Cheese's full name is? Oh, Jesus. So off topic. I thought you were going to save us. <laughs> no. So off topic. You were talking about Chuck E. Cheese. No, we yeah. were talking about something. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Oh, really? Chuck E. Cheese. That's oh, interesting. Charles Entertainment Cheese. All right, I'm going to smoke a cigar in yeah. Johnny Depp's anyway, house. This you were is talking fine, okay. about what it was like uh, for Doug to be the lighter uh, uh, with Johnny in the same yeah. way that you envisage. And well, like Joe my friend, my friendship. All right, and Doug said he was an actor. Rogan. Yeah, right. Rogan and you, Rogan, you. Uh, there are a lot of guys that I feel like that. Like Tom Rhodes. Tom Rhodes called me the other day, and I was like, and I was like, uh, he's like in Paris. He was like, hey man, I'm in Paris, and then I was, was like, that in Vegas. No, no, he's in Paris, Vegas. No. There's a lighter behind you. I threw a lighter at you. It's behind the couch cushion. This is this is Burt Kreischer digging underneath Johnny Depp's couch cushions looking for change. Oh, I found oh. a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain a lot. I'm still so overwhelmed by this place. I just hope Johnny Depp just walks in with like with like a a gaggle of of like just eccentric Hollywood types, and we're smoking cigars in his living. He doesn't do that though. Like he's like he's as reticent to be around people as I am in Bisbee. He the only time there was one time uh, Ryan Adams. I was staying here. Like, as I told you, he's like, was Johnny here? And I I said, no. Uh, When I come here, he's like, hey, anytime you come to town, stay at my place. Yeah. I'm never here. And I said to Bert, it's like if you came to Bisbee, yeah, just stay at my place. So I just. I wouldn't have a problem. Like, I assume I'm staying at your place. When I call. I go, hey, I'm coming out to Bisbee. I'd like to, you know, but I assume I'm staying there. Even that one time you guys got me that Airbnb, I was like, no, I want to be with you guys. Mm, some people won't take a message. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to the first thing we we're talking about. All right. Uh, Brian, you were going to lead us back into that? Oh, the uh, Doug's next book. 
Oh yeah, that's what you're out here well, promoting, right? It? Your book. Oh yeah. No, that's not. What I know. We're I know. About I know. At all. We'll get to. I it. know. What Jesus. was it? What where were we talking about? Uh, okay, you're, it, it go as far as you saying. I already try to get him off the fucking podcast. But you, you, you him it got so far as to you saying. But he's not like that. He's an actor. And then you said to Doug. No, this so is, you said we're to going Bert. Back. Jesus. You said to Bert. Just drink your fucking bottle of hooch and let me and Bert men are talking. Well, he he asked me like no one seemed to know what it was you were talking about. And you're not helping, so just back out. But I I think the 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 change is is that like there is a weird thing that when like someone gets easily as famous as Johnny Depp, that it's, it's a magic trick. It's like it's like they they performed. I said to my friend today, uh, this guy, and, and by the way, mad, mad respect to the guy that is that is listening that I know is listening right now. Um, he wrote a tweet and he was like, uh, "Hey, uh, I'm inspired by Bert. If Bert can lose the weight, then I can do it." And I was like, "Yeah, I've done a lot of shit you haven't done." Like, like it was super offensive to me. Like I read it really wrong. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm fucking a really successful comedian. Like, yeah, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I was on TV for seven years. I got a successful podcast. I got fucking really great friends. Like what the fuck are you talking about? But like, but like there is this weird disbelief that happens when like, when you become super famous that you can perform magic. You know what I mean? I I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and so like, like. But I, I just got you did sober October. Yeah, you did a full month. I'm letting you finish lighting your cigar. No booze, no booze. So you did a full month. I did five days. Just uh, maintenance drinking because, at this point of alcoholism. As much as I hate that expression, alcohol dependency yeah. to quit cold turkey is irresponsible. Deadly. Yeah. So yeah, I did maintenance drinking. I wasn't getting hammered. Didn't smoke for five days. You did a full month of no drinking. I felt really good. Me too. Fantastic. Like a superhuman. I'm not superhuman. I, I, there's a, a guy in our town, Floyd, who is like the uber drunk. He's been drunk his whole life. He's 60 something years old, colostomy bag, happiest guy colostomy in the world. Colostomy bag? Oh, he's the fucking happiest. He's fairly successful too. He like, he runs he's a store a, and uh, shit. Functional. Yeah fantastic dude and uh i felt like that i didn't feel sober <laughs> i didn't drink for five days didn't feel yeah. sober just felt uh i was i had a lot of energy yeah get a lot of shit done around the house a lot of energy and then a lot of times where you go so this is it <laughs> so here's where so what do we do now i guess we'll go back to subway and get another sub okay who wants dessert tonight like i i i <clears throat> I had a lot of insights about sobriety. I kept a journal, but uh, but it was all so personal about drinking that no one would ever get it. Can you share any of it? Uh, I'd have to read a little bit of it, but like I think 
the number one thing was like I felt very impersonal having sex with my wife. Like I felt like it was a weird like this is where we differ. Really? Because uh I felt like I was fully engorged for the first time since I was like in my early twenties when I made love to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> She was yelling, Leanne, Leanne. She was. was, (laughs) That would be the difference. I can't believe my wife has been having sober sex her whole fucking life. I wore a Tom Segura suit. My wife never drinks. Yeah, I wore a Tom Segura suit. (laughs) They used to call it a fat suit, but now they differentiate. (laughs) It was uh, it was uh, it was really fun. The I you know I felt like. Do you ever feel like uh, this is like emotions? Never, not for thirty years. Do you ever wake up and uh, after like like I had, I had a two day stretch of uh, of booze and hard during like right when we jumped back and my first day it was we I was doing the impractical jokers cruise. And oh, and my it was the first day back drinking where I felt like, hey man, you're being unhealthy. Like this is how you die. Like like this almost depression of like, this is how people go. Oh, of course he got pancreatic cancer. <laughs> like of course. Like I and I was like, oh that I didn't have any of that when I wasn't boozing. When I wasn't boozing, I was like, I was I felt, I just wake up and go, hey, I'm up. It was a weird feeling, to just be like. I have a hard time going to sleep sober, though. That's uh, the only reason that we are here, where we are right now, yeah. is because Manson showed Johnny a clip of my 2007 special. Did you ever try to do this? I don't know if you ever tried this. Uh, I I can't I can't do my own bit justice. But did you ever try to sleep sober? Uh, I had a I had a bit that was the bit I had a bit that I was working into this new special and I and I and someone said to me privately a fan this is what I love about I love about like the fan the fans we have where they go hey man just like it's happened to me twice I had a bit that I was working on that that someone goes hey man I think that's a Patrice bit and I was like no and he's like, I'm pretty sure you might want to listen to his album and sure enough it was a Patrice bit and the other bit I had was um Wait, what's the first bit? The first bit was uh, was um, I don't love my wife. I need her. Like my wife loves me because she doesn't have to be there. But I need her. Like no one. Like without the absence of my wife is like if if oxygen disappears, you start going. Oh, I fucking I really do love oxygen. And so, but his is about <laughs> his is about his dogs, his corgis, um, his corgis. Need they him. Need him. They They're need him, but they alive. and they and they <laughs> and his wife doesn't understand. But his, his is so much deeper. But in in essence, it's the same premise. The premise I was working on at the very beginning of this year was we have a thing in our. It's true, but we have a thing in our house called unassisted sleeps. That's when you go to bed without drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until October, I had five registered. Five unassisted sleeps. No Xanax, no sleeping pill, no booze, no weed, no nothing. And I said, I said, my wife can just go to sleep like a Mormon, like a weary Brigham Young, just huh, and close her eyes. Weary, a weary Brigham Young, <laughs> just nailed it. Just, huh, and close her eyes and go. Ah, oh, that's the end of my day. I'm done thinking for the day. You mean like a robot? Yeah, like a what? A robot. 
A what? A robot. A robot. He's oh, a robot. Saying, <laughs> yeah, he's saying <laughs> yeah. no other reason than to stop the fucking flow of conversation, he says. Go ahead. And so, and so, uh, and then I said, I have a hard time. A second I close my eyes, that's when, that's when I start fucking spinning out. And I go, I think I have back cancer. And someone came up to me and they go, yo, I think Stan Hope's got a bit like that. I go, for real? And they go, yeah. Back cancer? I no, 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 no. Uh, your bit this, oh. that this kid told me was, um, and it's a much better line. And I wish I had thought of this was the second I close my eyes, that's when the carnival starts. And, and I went, oh, the carnival, that is. That's the bit that yeah. got us into the Johnny Depp household. That's the one that registered with all these people, like all these artists that, like 90% of them that have, oh, that fucking carnival bit, the carnival in your head bit. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, I I went back. I think I don't know where that you told that bit, but I went back and looked. I, I went through a stint. Oh, that's the that's the bit uh, that's on the uh, no refunds Showtime special that I can't even get out because uh, they they discontinued it, and I I want to buy that out, but instead I'm gonna. Uh, blackmail them anyway go ahead yeah but uh but i i have a i have a weird thing where i go i don't have a problem i don't have a problem if i write a bit and someone has a bit that's similar and it's not an integral bit of mine um i don't have a problem continuing to tell it if it's like if it's like a a a write-off thing of mine but i wrote it but i wrote it like I, i would i don't i just don't uh steal so like it's like it's like guys who don't rape you go yeah i just know i never raped somebody i've had some sketchy incidences but i don't rape anybody (laughs) like like we've all had those ones where it's like ah yeah yeah let's uh, this is weird this is awkward have a change of heart yeah (laughs) it's so but like Uh, i feel used now years later but i feel but i feel like with those bits like that where i go oh i definitely probably saw that I'll keep whatever I feel is authentic to me, but anything that dips into where that bit is, like I still admit I have unassisted sleep is a thing that we do in our family, but like, and I'll talk about that, but I would never go into once I close my eyes like that. And then I go, Oh, now I'm getting into there. You know what I mean? If it's true to you, there's no there's no fucking stealing anymore. When you go on Twitter and you realize uh, I'm the eighty thousandth guy to oh. tell this joke, the fucking general public comes up with that joke first. But no one can steal from me when it's me telling you the truth. You're a storyteller. That's what you do. Yeah. You're not a joke guy. You can steal jokes. You can't steal someone's essence. Uh, this is what I went through. Yeah. It's so hard to work stories in the OR. I did a story the other night in the OR, and I was like, I just was like, and Jesselnick was up, and he was like, they suck. And <laughs> And I was like, I'm fucking working on this story for my hour. And I was like, all right. I was like, I know you guys are really bad, but I'm going to do this anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm such a chicken shit. I have not done a set. Like at the store, you do what? Tops 15 minutes? Yeah, 15. I haven't done that since 2003. Oh, let's do it That's tomorrow like night. Let's do it tomorrow night. 15 years. Let's do it. Let's do it Tuesday night. I, I I wouldn't like I, on the road. I do an hour, yeah. ten hour twenty. I go <coughs> is my first ten minutes. <laughs> what are you doing? Sh- sit down, you fuck. This is gonna be weird. You just sit down. Hey, people are gonna get drinks. You're gonna have to get. A- That's my first ten minutes. Is yeah. just yelling at people to do a succinct. I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. I When I started, I, I didn't start working at the store until very late. The main room for me was funny shit because it was like a show. It was like the road. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we are. But the OR, I had such a hard time. I had such a hard time with it. And it wasn't until recently that I was like, oh, I guess. I don't like. I would find that I'd tell a joke on the road that worked really well to my fans. Or like, I say my fans, you know what I mean. I don't mean like, I'm not like, you know what I mean. Your audience. My audience. People that like you. I hate the word fans. Yeah. It's demeaning. Right. My audience. My audience. Yeah. And it would just bomb in the OR. (laughs) Like bomb. And I'd be like, oh, you guys don't know me? And then someone said to me, they would go, you're like an episode of Lost. They go, "Uh, I want to say it was Sebastian Maniscalco that said this. I want to say it. I can't think it was, but like I want to say it was. I can't. I wish I knew exactly who it was. Can we? Can we take a break? Because I have to piss really bad. Can we? Yeah. Do you yeah, have yeah, a yeah. pause, pause button on that? Yeah, I have a pause button. Yeah. Right. Unless yeah, you want to talk to Hennigan during this. I'll hit pause. Uh, we're back on. Yeah, we're back All on. Right. So you anyway, tried to you try to call Big. J. I tried to call Big J. Um, it's, it's the, three hours later there. Yeah. So, but what he said, I, maybe it wasn't Sebastian. I not to. I don't like. I hate to bring. There's so many comics. Sebastian's one of them that they'd rather. They're like Dane is one of them. He doesn't want his name brought up in conversation. Daniel Tosh is one of them. Like Tosh doesn't would rather his name not be brought up in conversation because I think people feel certain ways about them or they maybe have beef or, with other people. I, like I can't imagine Dan Tosh having a beef with anybody because he doesn't talk to anyone. People he have beef with out. Dan Tosh and. Dan, Daniel is really? not yeah and he's by the way Daniel if if Daniel's hearing this Hang he on. knows he First knows I all, love him Dan Tosh is got two beats in my book this is not fame available now on wherever you get my book yeah there's two beats and he's he gives me a blurb on the back where I, I call him a gay billionaire, where they, are you sure he's going to be okay with this? You're calling him a gay billionaire? That could be like... Uh, I hate when people do that shit. I go, yeah, I know I know Daniel Tosh. By the well, way... You wrote a book. You know what lawyers are like. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I, we, I planned a surprise party for Daniel at his new house, where I was going to have everyone, all of us, go out on a bus and show up at his house one day and do a surprise party. He goes, surprise, we're here to party at your house. Because he's got a mansion in Malibu. <laughs> And everyone, like everyone's so scared. They're like, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't understand. I go, hey man, Daniel Tosh is still, like if Daniel Tosh doesn't like me because of this, I'm very cool with that. 
if I never speak to him again because of this, I'm very cool with that. But there will be one day where he is sitting there going, someone goes, do you know Burt Kreischer? He goes, that motherfucker. <laughs> and that's all that matters to me. That Did you mo- do it? No, I know, because everyone fucking was scared. Like, B- oh, Bill, I talked to Bill, I talked to Bill Burr, I talked to Bill Burr about it, and Bill goes, dude, I don't know him like that. <laughs> show up because you know for a fact uh, that Bill Burr showed up at Daniel Tosh's house with his kids and his wife in a picnic basket Tosh would laugh fucking hysterically me you Rogan Segura Daniel uh, Bill Burr uh, Ari Shafir Joey Diaz oh dude all our kids we get into a fucking bus we pull up to his house and we just go surprise we're here to party I want to do it right now <laughs> oh dude uh, he, I've got a convertible <laughs> Oh, Hosh has a fucking sense of humor. Of he just, course he does. But all these people are scared of him. They think that like he's a like it's a, it, it, that he's a. But no, no. People have beef with Daniel. I think because he's funnier than they are, or he is in the same genre as they are, and they feel competitive with him. You know what I've seen in Tosh. Uh. And I just saw this with someone else, Sean Rouse. Yeah. Tosh is, with no disrespect to either of them, I respect them both. Yeah. He is a friendly Sean Rouse. Yeah. And there was someone I just watched where I go, that's Sean Rouse as well. Fucking last night. God damn it. Wait, uh, yeah. Fuck. All right, never mind. Let's move the, no, the thing is, is, dude, uh, my very first night of going up at the store ever, ever, like as a paid regular, um, I'm about to go up and they're like, hey, I hate to do this, but Adam's like, um, I gotta bump you. It was my very first spot ever. And I was like, that's so fine. That's fine. And he was like, Tosh is here. He wants to do a set. Is, is that cool? And I was like, I don't even think he said, is that cool? But I, but I was like, I don't, I understand. Dude, I, I, I talked to him like a grown up, like, like two, two adults, like two friends. I, I partied with that guy, not party, he doesn't party really, but like 13 years ago when Georgia was born is my first week on the road as a, as like just a, a feature as just a feature. And I worked with him and we hung out. He's a great guy. He's a sweet guy. And he's got a great sense of humor. He's the nicest guy. If we showed up to his house, there, trust me, there would be a solid one hour that we were locked out, that we were waiting in his parking lot, driveway, waiting to get in. He would definitely play the joke back to us because he has a sense of humor. But at one point he would open the doors and he'd be like, let's fucking do this. Like, and we'd have a fucking blast. It's it, it's in it, it's in the new book. We worked together where he he had his first brand new car, and I evidently pissed all over the hood of it. Oh, great car! And I pissed all over the hood of it down in fucking Davie, Florida. Yeah. And then I called a hooker, and he was daring me. And it's all in my new book. This is not fame. Just real quick, but because I want to know this, when, where, when's your book available? December 5th. December 5th? By the time this goes out, this is Sunday, so this will go out Tuesday. Oh, I'll put, yeah, put this up this yeah. week. Hey, uh, do me a favor, everyone. Buy it right now. Buy it right now. I'll put a link in the description of my podcast where you can buy this. So you can, in the description, on iTunes or on Audible or on all the things. There's two beats laughable. of Dan Tosh. 
he was DT Tosh when Hedberg and I showed up at the Montreal uh, uh, Chicago Comedy Festival, and we we thought, hey, let's make a fake buzz. You know how comedy festivals work. Yeah. Industry shows up in droves and they go, oh, let's just get hammered. And then we're going to find the new talent from Montreal or Chicago or Jacksonville or whatever the festival is. That's what I fucking hate about this business. So they show up. Hedberg and I are seasoned at this point, we think. And uh, hey, fuck it. We don't have it. Let's create a fake buzz. And we went through the New Faces page of the Chicago Comedy Festival, (laughs) D.T. Tosh. We pick him randomly, and we're going to create a fake buzz. So me and Hedberg... Are you serious? Oh, fuck yes. And we, every time we're in an elevator with industry, we're going yelling at each other who's this DT Tosh man we've fucking done this for years this guy thinks he's everything everyone's talking about DT Tosh Are you every time serious? we're at a bar with industry around they're all fucking drunken agents and fucking whores they don't care and we just start fighting fucking DT Tosh oh. at the end of the Chicago Comedy Festival DT Tosh is being celebrated as the fucking <laughs> How great to have fake buzz going around you and be as funny as Daniel and just going like they're like, God damn it, man. These fucking guys know. He was angry for a minute when we told him that we kind of staged we don't know. He was oh. he probably earned it. Then let's then I'll now I'll tell my little secret. Do you want me to turn that? Are you gonna just hold it by your face so when you laugh we can hear you? No, laugh. I was gonna get my drink if you want. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the premiere. By the way, uh, <laughs> shout out to Dane. I apologize, brother. Uh, before I tell the story. Oh, Dane. Oh yeah, yeah. Because okay. yeah, because I do love Dane and I do shit on Jane, Dane. Uh, not shit on him, but like I'm pretty honest with Dane about my relationship with Dane. He's always been really, really kind to me and fun. I've never had a I've never had a beef with him, but Dane is a, a, like I'm a the George, uh, the 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 Frazier to his Ali. I yeah, I've I've definitely heard that story, not from Dane, but from Barry Katz. He I thought you were going to say Frazier to his Niles there. I did. Uh, Bert the Conqueror was airing its first season, and I was supposed to live tweet, but I couldn't live tweet because I was in Alabama. And so I was just like, uh, I go, hey guys, uh, I'm not going to be able to live tweet. So if anyone of my celebrity friends wants to live tweet for me and watch this episode for me and live tweet for me, that would be great. By the way, I had no celebrity friends. So uh, I went, um, I, this is back when you, you could were, fake you were retweets. Tignataroing it? You could. <laughs> Tignataro doesn't do her own right. Twitter. She lets her other people do her Twitter for her. Really? Well, sorry, yeah, sorry. She's Let, never been on Twitter. She got an account, but she... Tignataro lets people guest host her Twitter account. She never does it. So the other day, during the new climate, as someone said uh, something, I said, I want Tignataro to do my tweets. And someone said, looks like someone's trying to uh, assuage fucking guilt. <laughs> It's a Louis C.K. thing. Like someone, like people were immediately going to the uh, rape thing. I want Tignataro to. Anyway, uh, it was an. In, it was. A, it was a, anyway. Yeah. 
people ruined it. Keep going. Anyway, I I said uh, this is back when you could fake retweet people. Oh. Do you remember that? There's Ooh. a period where you used to be able to. Uh, the very beginning of Twitter, you could just put RT in front of oh. the tweet, and it looked like they were had retweeted. You were retweeting them, or like you could re- put RT in front of what you said, and then say whatever you wanted them to say, and it looked like you retweeted them. So I re- I fake retweeted Daniel Tosh, going, "Oh my God, it'd be an honor to to." live tweet your birth conqueror and i was like oh so cool man La, uh you know i love you or whatever um let me weigh all my options and then i did one from dane hey um fuck daniel tosh i should be the guy that should retweet yours and then i did one back from daniel i'm much bigger than dane um and i just it was a fucking joke it's one of the things that drives me nuts about comics that don't like they don't love the dirtiness of a joke or don't love the dirt of a joke. And Subterfuge. Yeah. And, and Dane very quickly, uh, direct messaged me. <laughs> was, like, <laughs> was like, pull me the fuck out of your timeline. Like I am not, I do not want beef with anyone. I, I try to avoid beef. I have enough and problems I have enough in the problem comedy world. Is. And I was like, part of me was like, was like, Part of me was like, oh, come on, Dan, you get it. And then another part of me was like, I don't think I ever looked at it from his perspective of like all the people that, like he had millions of followers back then. All the people that was been like, what's up with you None and Dan the comics. Yeah, and, and, and poor Dan was been like, hey man, the fuck, it's Tuesday. I'm just trying to get a good night's sleep and my phone's going off because you decided to fuck with me and Daniel Tosh. But, uh, you but. You to turn the volume but I, but like, yeah, I, those, uh, that, what about that Louis thing? <laughs> Let's sorry. go back to the sorry. Louis. Sorry. Hennigan's referring to the TV. It's, uh, football is on, but I figured out how to get the TV on in this fucking weird estate, but we couldn't. So we were going to, we we're going to tweet out, Hey, does anyone know how to put the volume on at Johnny Depp's house? Oh. You know, what you were going to say was, can I get a retweet? Hashtag Johnny Depp. How do I turn up the volume in your house? Oh. Because we're sitting at what looks like the fucking Starship Enterprise console. And we've got picture with an, an enormous, like, 86-inch television. But none of us can, none of us know how to turn the volume up. This is the house you con- that you go... There's I, I, I can't stop saying, I, thinking... You could never move out of this house. Like, there's just too much stuff to move. That's our hope. He hasn't been here since... I I would guarantee he's not been here since a year ago Good when right I was now. here. Or maybe a half a year ago. Whenever I was here last, he he only stops over to go, Hey, what's going on? He looks around his own guest house. One of But it looks so lived in. We, we're buying... We're, yeah, we're by thi- other people. We're thinking about buying our neighbor's house because... Is that out of spite? Uh, no. Oh. He is selling it. Um, he's selling it because uh, he's a, a little older. He's not too old, but like he's a little older. And he's got a place available for rent. And so we were thinking about renting the place and doing the podcast out of that apartment. Out of it. It's right next door. It's three apartments. We're going to rent a place. And then I was like, hey, man, if you want to sell it. And he was like, I was thinking about selling it. And so we were thinking about buying that. And then and then Liam was like, or we could just sell our place and buy a new house. And so we went to our I, friend's house today. Oh, I get uh, uh, oh, oh, shit. What? All right. We'll, we'll, we'll save this. But I was like, I want to compound it out. I have a real estate deal for you. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm obsessed with compounds. What you have... No, we have a compound. ...is my dream. 
No, no. We we talked about a different one, but oh, do we have the one? And we've done due diligence on it. Really? All right, we'll talk. See, all right. Let's go back to the Louis stuff. Oh, right. I'm dying to t- I'm dying to talk about this. I haven't I haven't been able to I'm talk. Saving ab- this for Rogan, but go ahead. I won't. Then let's change subjects. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's change subjects. Because because I would rather hear you talk on Rogan about it. Yeah, I'm not. As as the audience can hear, I'm already stuttery, fucking drunk as shit. Yeah, I'll tell you this. This was my two cents. I said I shared this on stage. Is I've known about this for a while, the allegations, and I still found them funny. (laughs) Like like so like so like yeah. I think everyone will get past it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. Have you talked complete, to him? No, I, we're not friends. That's what people think. I'm saving this. I have <clears throat> fucking notes. I'm going really? on the proper podcast. I'll talk about it on Rogan, but then I'm going on Dork Forest because Jackie Cation, Jackie and Lori Kilmartin. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring it to the podca- away game. What podcast are you doing while you're here? Rogan and Dork Forest. I'm doing other ones like uh, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson Oh, he's fun. He's fun. He's got a compound. Mm -hmm. He's got a great fucking house. I hated him just because he was a goofy guy. I don't understand why anyone watches late night television like talk shows. Kimmel, fucking Jimmy Fallon, who's also I shit on in my book. Really? Uh, so what's the new book? What's the new? Not to. I'm definitely not trying to overplug a book, but what is the new book? Like your first book was all stories. Well, that was. Uh, all right. Here's how it goes, Bert. You sell a book. Yeah. You're Brian Hennigan. You're a filthy Scotsman finding an angle. So the first book was Killing My Mother. Yeah. Well, then you write all the shit around it. You find a through line just like a set. Yeah. So that's what he sold was the synopsis of me killing my mother and the through line of my being raised by my weird mother so he sold it then I have to fucking write the thing because they sent me a check and I cashed it yeah this one was worse because bingo went into a coma while I'm supposed to be writing this book so Uh. what I did is I took a lot of stories from the road just like uh, Motley Crue the Dirt great book so you know the book already because you've touted it. Oh, really? <laughs> Half the book is shit I already wrote that you know because you are one of the few people who read my I old loved your your blog. Blogs. I loved your blog. Yeah, and I used a lot of that because I had to jam shit in in two months. It was the reason I the reason as a young comic I uh, I'll use the word. Loosely, but it's the truth. Idolized. The reason I, I idolized 
Was it, what did you say? Idolatrized? Idolatrized. It's the right word. It's the right word. Idolatrized. <clears throat> you and Rogan was that you guys wrote these great blogs that I could sit at, and I'd drink a glass of Jameson and sit at the desk and read and go, all I'd do is go, I'm not writing enough. And then I'd start a blog. I remember Travel Channel wanted me to write a blog and I wrote a blog, but it was way too honest. And they were like, yeah, pull all that back. Uh, <laughs> that's not what we're looking for in, in a blog. Can you just give a few travel hints? Yeah. What luggage you look for? Yeah. Well, what, were you, what were you telling people about? I have a blog. I got to give it to you. I'll, I'll, it was just so... Uh, it was um, how to remove a tick. And so, like, and I was like, you, you know, you don't I mean a nervous tick? No, like, and it was like, and it was just like, it was like if a comic wrote it, like, number one, undress a person entirely in the kitchen. And it was like, and it was like, and then it was like, a, it was just what, what, as a comic, what you'd write, like, it was just like, like, yeah, you've been in the woods a lot. Like, you want to give any advice for the, in the woods? And I was like, how to uh, 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 remove a tick? And I was like, number one, remove all their clothes entirely in the kitchen and let them stand there naked for at least five minutes. Stare at them naked. Uh, look over every part of their body, their genitals most importantly. And like, it just, and it was just like an over the top. I had Googled a way to how to really, really move, <laughs> remove a tick. And then I comedic, like made it comic. Right. Of like, of just making it aggressive. <laughs> And they were like, this is definitely not what we're looking for in a blog. And they're like, don't worry, we won't do vlog blogs anymore with you. And so I never did a blog again. I had a, an assistant write them for me. <laughs> All right. Point being is uh, there's a lot of stories from my old blogs with a through line about being infamous. Like, I am not famous. And uh, like uh, the through line is waiting. All right, I'm not famous. And... So much of the book is so relevant now where I think if I were famous, they would not put this book out. Kind of like the OJ, if I did it. Yeah. Because in the current climate, there is so much of this book that is me, hashtag me too. It's me first. It's me <laughs> first. Me first. There's so much of this where you go, okay. You're going to say George H.W. Bush has nine people? He copped a feel? Yeah. I'm David Copperfield. Grabbing <laughs> yeah. asses. He's being outed as a serial. No, the <clears throat> shit we did. I have a story about jerking off on my own chest at the bunny ranch and hu hugging an underling that we hated during the man show squeezing my fucking my own jizma from my t-shirt onto a, a, a production assistant whatever the person's title was because we hated that person. So did you go through lawyers before the Me Too hashtag Me Too? No, campaign? no. This is oh, there's a, there is a picture of me pulling my dick out in front of one of the serial. <laughs> I'll show you in the book where you couldn't have when we sent it to press. Help me, Brian. In the mic, in the when mic. When we sent it or to press, we couldn't have, we could not have fathomed what's going on now. I mean, that picture's already in. I mean, the, the point is, this 
this book was sent to press basically what August September. I it was. Let's be- just kill this podcast so I can show Bert Kreischer pictures. I mean, but it was sent to before this is the short timeline we're on. The fucking and it is a genuine fucking tsunami that it hit. It's like there was before and after, and we and the book went to press before. Really, I. I almost want to brag. <laughs> Wait, really? That is... He did what? When you look at... Uh, Dustin Hoffman was some young 20s playwright was an understudy or something. Yeah. And he said, have you ever had... Uh, uh, how, it was the most meekly phrased. Have you ever been uh, uh, fuck? Have you ever intimate had s- with a man over forty? And then he asked me to dinner. I was uncomfortable, and that was oh. That was that's what she said. That was this is in a lit. Uh, uh, I'm too fucking drunk to talk. I'll save this. Wait, t- wait, tell me, give me a Do you want to take a pause to show him the picture? Wait, the book? No, just show me the picture on live. No, no, it's in my, my phone's Oh, don't worry, yeah, there. don't worry. Um, so oh, that's that, right. yeah, it's kind of- You want to do fucking four-hour podcasts, and I'm too drunk for a fucking We're only five minutes. We're only 45 minutes in. I know. We got plenty of time. You, right, you talked to, I, I, talk to him. Are you getting your phone? Yeah. Okay. Um, Bert, go so, on. So, when you sell, when you sell the book- when you go in and go, hey, well, there's no going in, and you're, you're just, just sending just, people just, stuff. And then they just call up and they go, "We're into another book." Well, well, based on the first book, in terms of how successful it was, did you find? Do you find? Because part of me feels like writing books is Doug's natural progression. Well, he's a natural writer. A I, legit writer. Yeah, I don't want to turn. Can this, I tell you? Can I tell you? That I don't, I don't, I, I this is sounding right now as, as interesting as the fucking actor studio. No, but no, 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 no. Because anyone listening to this okay. is a fan of Doug's, right? Okay, and a, and a fan of mine, and they're a fan of comedy. Okay, okay. But like, uh, I found myself. I find myself uh, doing Dougisms in my act. So, like, I, I have a joke about Leanne's bad at giving hand jobs. My wife, mm-hmm. and then I, I was on a walk, and I went, I went, you know. Like, I should really write this. Like, how bad is she? And I should really paint the picture. And it's like one of the things that Doug does so well when he does stand up, Doug's back, so I'm talking in front of him. But, like, is like paint the picture. One of my favorite lines ever is uh, Isis, I'm working this corner. It, it's, it's the simplest line, but in, I, and I envision the picture of, of, a, of a barker working yeah. a corner. Yes. Like, it's, it's, it's what I love about stand up is when you can, like, when the the person can say something and you draw all the visuals yourself. But in that particular line, I'm working this corner. He does it in the manner of a barker. Yeah. And therefore it's a truly three dimensional vision that's, you know, created. Yeah. So that's the whole point. It's a con it's tone and content. Yeah. And, and, but, but I feel like, I feel like I'm mean, one of my favorite stories about Doug and I've said this, I'll say this for the, the third time because it's one of the things that like made me celebrate the road is, and I don't know if this is in the book. I love it if it was in the book, and if it was just short as fuck. Yes. You know what it is? Wisconsin. What? Which one? The email. 
It's in the book. It's in the book. This is my favorite story. It's in the book. It's my favorite story ever. I've heard you tell it on your podcast and you fuck it up so badly. Dude, I'm I glad fuck it up so badly. It's the only reason it's in the I book. I fuck up stories so badly because <laughs> the best is when you don't have... I want to do a show where the it's p- comics telling other comics stories. I'd, I'd read it, but the ashtray is sitting on top of the book and I'm not going <laughs> to... I told a story about Nikki Glazer the other night on stage before oh. I brought her up before I brought her up which was which first was, of all what anytime you fart you pause and put the microphone to your ass uh, I found that the microphone smells like shit then and it's like uh, licking a, a, a popsicle you don't want so I, I, I stopped doing that <laughs> I was doing it on stage where I fart in the microphone and then I bring it right to my face and I couldn't talk for a fucking that solid probably minute. means you have thyroid cancer uh, no that's, that's I terrible. wish that's not what you said um Anyway, I told a story about Nikki Glazer that I thought was so fucking funny. And then immediately, as soon as I told it, I was like, oh, I shouldn't bring someone up and tell that story. I should just bring someone up and go, ladies and gentlemen, Nikki Glazer. I shouldn't just do some story that I find funny about her that isn't funny. But that, that your story is one of my favorite stories. I remember I was in Miami Improv when I, when I first read it or heard it. And having no attachment to a story. Is what I was saying. When when you have no attachment to another person's story, and you can punch it up as fantastic as you want, that's when the stories get great. That's when folklore is. That's how Jesus became. Is like, is like his apostles were like, no, 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 I was there, dude. Fucking broke the bread and everyone fucking ate. You know, I think that's a Kevin Brennan joke almost. But uh, but what? So you mean Neil Brennan? Yep. Uh, nope. 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 Kevin Brennan. Kevin Brennan. At some point. I stopped being fun. Like around then I was fun and then I I started making money. Oh. At some point I are we're going to do this barnstorming thing. We're going to four wall fuck comedy clubs. We're going to go out and do our own shit and we started doing well at it and I stopped being goofy. I was goofy back then in the uh comedy club days where hey fuck you it's your fault you showed up the club papers the room you showed up I made you know $2,500 for the week fuck you for showing up if you don't like me you should put more time into you know what you're gonna do for your weekend fun don't blame me if you don't like my now I'm selling tickets to me now people are coming to see me and I'm bringing all these fuckheads on the road with me that don't care still. So wait, talk like if we can take a second, I'd like to talk about this because I feel like this is where I am and I'm afraid I'm not being fun anymore. Like when you started making money, the jump and I know, I know you don't, I, I know, I know I don't care about talking about this and I know some people are turned off by this, but like the jump went from, um, it's it's not the money. It's the uh, the reason that people used to go to comedy clubs want to see comedy. Now they're coming to comedy clubs to see Doug Stanhope. Yeah. Now I have an obligation to live up to that. I have to be the act. This just became the best podcast I've ever done. All right. So I felt like this last weekend. This this the other day in a Calusa casino. And I was like, I have an obligation. I, I, I won't take, I don't want, I won't take shots on stage anymore. Um, 
like I don't want to take shots. Heard you I, say that on a podcast. I think recently. I'm a, I think I'm allergic to. Um, I think I'm allergic to uh, fireball. Uh, legit, I think I'm allergic to fireball. Like I think it's, I just get sick. But like, um, when did you like? What was the transition between being Doug Stanhope the it, 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 the the transition was people coming to see comedy versus coming to see Doug Stanhope. When did that happen? Uh, ten years ago. Ten Evolving. Years ago. Ten years ago, that was after the Man Show. Yeah, yeah. Well, after. Uh, when did it happen? After. When did it happen first? When did you start noticing like people were like, "Oh, I got to do a, a drink with Doug. I got to have a. I want to. I want to party with you." Like, when did you notice no, that I, first? I'm talking about ticket buying. I'm talking about. I'm talking about both, though. I'm talking about because for me, it happened simultaneously. Well, sorry. Feel free to jump in. Do, do, I, take I, take the pictures and then the pictures yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Jump yeah. back in. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. I mean. Hang on, Hennigan's hopping back in. I, know, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not claiming credit. I am I'm fucking not, hammered, Bert. I'm not claiming credit for this, but the first time Doug came to the UK, 2002, he was doing an hour-long show, and the only reason people were there was to see him. That's the UK, though. I know, but I'm just saying that in terms of people coming to see you, they were only com- they weren't going to a comedy yeah, show. But that's the UK. That's so different. Right. It's, so. But this is but no, but this is interesting because it's before uh, technically before the internet. Meaning like now the internet is so prevalent that people show up to see the person that they saw on the internet and then they were coming and they were like going, Oh, this is the entity I want to see. Like I, I cataloged that in my new book. This yeah. is not fame. There's a guy, Horse was his name. I disguised it on some level. I, the first guy I remember that came to a show because he found me on the internet, that actually came to see me rather than coming to see comedy. I'm coming and he yeah. drove two and a half hours in Ohio to see me where only 18 other people were yeah. in Toledo to see me. And I felt bad for him like oh I guess you thought I was more popular he was he found my shit on the internet Napster days yeah but you were you were touted as the next Hicks well before in the UK but what about in the, no in the States as well I mean in 2001 I knew you were the next Hicks like I, I knew that word was out <laughs> I shit on Hicks because of that. Yeah, but like, in but the like, book. This is not fame. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. not. Like, I fucking pound on Hicks. Like Hicks, fucking. The same way Hedberg. Just every time they said he's the new Stephen Wright. No, he's way better than that. <laughs> not better. He's different. He's, but he was a human being. Hedberg. Yeah. Was he was Stephen Wright esque and he had one liners, but he was a human being in the pauses in between. Uh, man, did you ever feel like a part of you? Did you what part of you felt like? Because like I'll say this, and this is not accurate, but I will say that I I get compared to a tell because I drink. I always get compared to a tell. You've not been a comic for as long as a tell has not drank. 
It tells like 11 years sober. Yeah. 11 years ago, you were like shuffling your feet going, how do I do comedy? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So. But like, but like, but like, but like. But people part, don't know that but, Attell doesn't drink. But part of me goes like, part of me says, as a, like, and I know you were a fan of Hicks. Definitely. I'm a bigger fan of Attell. <laughs> me, me too, yeah, by the way. He was. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 how did you, how did you take? No, I was not a fan of Hicks until I got compared to him. Really? That's when I started listening to him. Where's the liar? Uh, but like, but did, did, like, did you ever feel like the comparison overwhelmed you? Yes. And I, I, I think that's when I tried to step up my game to an extent where I have to be more point oriented and but I I, I I disavowed that at some point where if you if you listen to Bill Hicks entire fucking library there's no person there there's and, yeah. and I, I I spell this out in the book that and I'm not shitting on Hicks he died at 32 when I was 32 I didn't have a lot of viewpoints like there was no person there there's if I do anything in my act it's in the book I say I'm the goatsy guy of comedy <laughs> yeah I spread my fucking anus wide about who I am you can't tell me one thing about Hicks as a person from his act. There's that's, nothing there that's a human being. He's a bunch of opinions, which are I agree with. Yeah. I'm not shitting on him, but when you compare me to Bill Hicks, yeah, no, Hicks died at 32 before he could even be a human being. Yeah. As an old guy would say. Did you feel, did you feel a, um, did you feel a, an impulse or like a drive to live up to what the fans that you were accruing wanted you to be. At, at a certain point, when Hennigan brought me over to the UK, where Hicks is a god, yeah. an American god. Oh, and it was perfectly timed because it was right after 9-11, where I was already shitting on America and American values and American... You know, the the whole patriotism, that whole... Even the Janine Garofalo's were coming out and saying, we need to support our president. And you were going, well, hold on. I've been shitting on this guy my whole time. I saw you on Paul Provenza's green room talk about that. Before that. that yeah. This is before, before 9-11, I was already doing my second album uh, something to take the edge off was all this anti-authority uh, uh, this is the worst podcast no it's ever. not no it's not it's the best one I've ever done because I'm, I'm asking you so many questions I have about myself right now because I feel like I'm lost 
in like this. You should call this. your podcast the uh, the the Burt Kreischer superlative podcast. <laughs> this is the best. I've never found myself uh, having more fun. You every podcast oh. you do is the best. But this something. one, but this one is the one where anyone listening goes. I know where these questions are coming from. Anyone listens to my podcast knows where these questions are coming from because I am super. Uh, I'm I'm super confused right now. I'm fucking drunk as shit. No, but I'm confused in my life. I'm drunk too, but I'm confused in my life because I go like, I go. I understand what people expect of me when we I go on per- stage. Periscope each other rolling around in the bed we're gonna sleep in. Oh, if they saw those bedrooms, they'd fucking lose their mind. <laughs> um, but I feel like I'm the most lost I've been in my career. I'm, I'm the most found I've ever been. Like I know what I'm doing on stage. I know what I'm. I know what I want to talk about. But there is a part of me that goes. Um, well, I guess this is that next step where you start going. Okay, now people are showing up. Now people are liking certain things I do. Now people recognize me. But I. I but I also am a grown up, and I want to do my own thing, and I'm my own person, and I'm not what you think I am. I'm me. And and you're the only one that is introspective enough to have gone through it, through it and been on the other side and said like, like, cause I know for a fact, I know the stories that were told about you before I knew you. I knew who you were on stage independently and I'd see you at parties. I'd see you at like, I saw you at KP's wedding, jump in the pool naked. That's in the book too. Yeah. Bam. And I, and I, and just go and just go like, but I've seen you come out on the other side where the industry wanted you to be one thing. Uh, the uh, the Joe, uh, Joe, what's the guy on the private jets? Do you, do you think we could, uh, Joe Francis. Joe yeah. Francis. And you, and you, were, and, you and, 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 and the man show guy, but you veered away from it. And I, my, my, my ultimate question is I'm obsessed with the, and I apologize to Larry the Cable Guy, who's going to sound like I'm slurring on him. I'm not. But the cutting your sleeves off your comedy where you go, where you go, yeah, no shit. I'm, my shirt doesn't have sleeves, by the way. But like where you go, I'm done. Like, I'm, am I cool with cutting the sleeves off my comedy and doing 2,000 seaters for the rest of my life and signing up for an AEG tour or a, or a and, and just going like, and like, let's the, sign up. The, the, the difference is you have, children yeah but that shouldn't be the fucking difference yes because you make a huge difference we both know how much money you make versus what i make in this in the same towns and you just chose to stay your stay the course i can retire now and i should probably but it's because uh if I if I did retire now, I'd probably drink myself to death out of boredom because I have no other hobbies. <laughs> but you not. have children, you have to you have to you have a mortgage. All my shit's paid for. Yeah, but but all ultimately, ultimately, I have to, I have to make probably tw- like quick math. If I made twenty thousand dollars a year, yeah. I I would still be throwing stuff away. Really? 
Yeah, my, yeah, I couldn't my property taxes for three houses would be like $9,000, just property tax. And then I'd have to eat, and that would be about less. So was the, was the decision to move to Bisbee, and I know these are all things we've probably already talked about, but was that, like a, was there, was that an artistic decision? No, no, it was just... Uh, I. <laughs> Part of me feels like part of me feels like there's so many similarities between me and you. In, in in so many ways, I'm sure you don't see them, but I see them. In that, artistically, what you do is what I want to do. What I what you do is like what I strive to do. But then I also realize that sometimes, doing what you do, there will be the 11 people that leave the room and go, I was not a fan of that. And you, and for me, that fucks me up sometimes. Like I was in DC, sold out all the shows. I was so happy. And I had this joke that I had done on a podcast. That everyone knows that I'm not going to say it again. I did it on a podcast with big J and, uh, and Sal Volcano and, and Luis J Gomez. And, and I, and they all laughed and I thought it would work on stage and it was just racist. <laughs> The reason they laughed is because it was just racist. Has anyone come up to you and said, really, the machine story again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had that. And I that's, have, I, that's not worse than, give me the racist joke. Uh, I, I, it's not going to work as well as it did on that one podcast. Point being, I would be so much, this is why... I won't do two shows in the same town. I'm terrified of people coming to two different shows and, oh, I thought it was all off the top of his head. He did the same show twice in a row. I won't do two shows in the same town. If someone says, hey, I saw you in Des Moines, I'm coming to Kansas City the next night because you were so good. And I would go, please don't, please, oh, please yeah, don't fucking come yeah. to two shows in a year and a half because it's going to be the same shit. Yeah. And I try to change my shit up. You do the machine for fucking years in a they, row. Dude, they, <laughs> by the way, the people that say, that say that I do it, the people that go, uh, oh, the machine story. What? It's getting you a drink. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry. They uh, they oh, they also are these guys in the front row going like, just to the weirdest group of fans, not fans, but like you know audience. the weirdest group of people, audience. They they go, hey man, you don't have to do it if you don't want to do it. And I go, okay. And like you don't have to do it if you want to do it, do it. But if you, you are a fucking huge uh, suck up to the fucking audience. I love, I love having anyone show up to my shows. That's my big thing. It's like, I remember when no one would show up. So the fact that anyone wants to hear the machine story, I go, fuck, I'll tell it every fucking night. That's why I'm almost excited about doing a theater tour because I go, one show a night where I just tell the machine story as an encore? Oh, fuck yeah. As opposed to doing it six times a week. Uh, <laughs> I, I I get it, but it, uh, <laughs> y you seem like me... God damn it. What was uh, 2003? The jizz in the face thing. I did. At, and you did it. You did it when we did the. Oh, we have to talk about that because I couldn't release it because they wouldn't let me release it. Who wouldn't? Uh, All Who Things Comedy. They? All Things Comedy was like they had the audio of it. And they were like, uh, they were like, I think 
he might have just out, outed a, a child molester, like uh, super big legal re- ramifications. Because oh, we'll I talk about well, no, 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 me, me and you did. Hold on, we'll talk about that in a second. Say, right. finish what you're saying, and then I'll tell that story. <laughs> the jizz on the face story. Yeah, no, I I remember doing that yeah. because I because I did this jizz in the face closer for a, like eleven years or yeah. nine years or however long I couldn't let the fucking closer go because everyone expected it, and I did that maybe not maybe maybe it was five years I don't know yeah it was a fucking it was a good visual it's a great closer yeah it's a great closer. So it was fun to do that up in Phoenix. So we're in Phoenix. This I'll I'll tell my version. You share yours. I, I think mine's mine's pretty accurate because it was happened pretty quickly. So is me Doug Benson and Doug Stanhope. And uh, does Benson hate me or does he really hate me? There's only no, two levels. No, I don't think he hates really you at all. I really think Doug Benson really doesn't like me. No, I think Doug's just. I think Doug Benson's so set in his ways. That like it's like it's you know it's bad. Here's the thing: I don't mind if he doesn't like me. No, I don't think he does. I, like I don't Doug think he Benson. doesn't like you. Yeah. Um, he. So we all go up on stage and we start doing a live uh, concert to work show. It's going to be the podcast I release. Oh, geez, this is where Bingo comes in at the end. Yeah, where it's going to be a live podcast. It's what I envisioned the concert to work tour being like was being like a live podcast, a little bit of stand up live podcast. Hang so on. ice. Whiskey splashing. Here, let's hit pause. Let's hit pause no, no, and no, piss. Right. I gotta piss. Oh, I, I'm gonna I'll, piss and then I'll. I'll, I'll carry on. Oh, you you I, can tell I, this. I'll, I'll do. I'll Bill Burr it. Okay, you Bill Burr it. I'm gonna piss. All right, here's where we are. We're in the uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, what do you call it? Adjacent Johnny Depp adjacent place. Trying to get Bert Kreischer down here early enough. We've been drunk since, good God, I don't know. I, I I took five days, five days of not smoking, not drinking, trying to get my booze shakes together. When you get to a place where you order a drink and then you go, oh, I ordered a cider and your hands are shaking so badly you can't pick that up and then your friends show up I can't drink this drink without audibly not audibly obviously shaking where the cider's coming out the top like uh, like the the the, like what's that movie with Nick Nick Cage Leaving Las Vegas yes Leaving Las Vegas can I get one I can suck out of a straw without having to hold it up? I can just cross my arms and kneel into it. All right. Hey, Bert Kreischer's back. All right, good. All right, so... I was about to show my belly. So we're, we're, uh, we're in... That's good. We're in <laughs> Arizona, Phoenix. Yep. Me, Doug, stand up, Doug Benson. Were you there? You weren't there, Brian, were you? So um, we go up, we start doing a live podcast. We're all drinking... Doug tried to get out of it at the last tail minutes. He was like, how can I get out of doing this? And I was like, I, I can't do it with me and Benson. It's got to be the three of us. I, need, I, want, I couldn't do one, like a one-on-one interview. And so you show up, God bless, with a roadie and a water bottle. <laughs> I am sober at the time. 
And so, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was sober. That's that's I, I agreed that I would show up and be your designated drinker. Yeah. Because I know how those shows go. Yeah. They send you a lot of shots. I was just going to sit behind you and do shots and say nothing. And so we say, we start fucking around, we start having a good time, then and randomly you say, I can guess anyone's age. <laughs> I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Doug Benson goes, I can guess anyone's weight. And I go, oh, I can guess anyone's secret. And so we went, oh, okay, let's do this to somebody. So we stand a guy up in the front row. And I go, all right, we're going to guess your age, your weight, and your secret. And so you guess his weight, or you guess his age. Doug guesses his weight. I guess his secret. And I go, were you right, sir? By the way, his shirt's off at the time. And I go, Are you, were we right? And he goes, no, nah, you weren't. I said, what's your weight? And he goes, 168. And we go, what's your age? He goes, 27. And then I go, what's your secret? And I think he was caught off guard because he goes, huh? I go, what's your secret? Did I get it right? And he goes, no. I go, what's your secret? And he goes, just really like super vulnerable. He goes, I, um, I lost my virginity to my sixth grade teacher. And I go, really? And it, the crowd goes nuts. They love it. They love it. I'm, I'm burying the lead. They love it. And they're like, oh, and I love it. I go, shut up. He goes, no. I go, dude, tell me the scenario. And he goes, it, well, it would happen in her science class. And, uh, and, and I go, hey, dude, come up on stage and tell us. And we, now we start interviewing him. So we bring him on stage shirtless. And he sits up. We actually have, happen to have a, another mic. Oh, we're going shirtless. We're going, we have another mic. And uh, he starts telling the story. And I watch Doug's eyes light up. Uh, and Doug Stanhope says, uh, starts giggling. As seen on YouTube, over 500 hits. Doug Stanhope. Or, go ahead. And he starts giggling. Over. And I go, what? And he goes, it, I just want it to be known we're celebrating a rape. And, I, and the crowd goes, huh? realizes the hypocrisy is a tad bit. And he goes, we're, we're celebrating a child molestation right now. But keep going, because I'm part of this too. I enjoy it as just as much as you guys do. Keep going. And the guy keeps telling the story. And, and, but everyone refuses to acknowledge in a weird way that we are celebrating a molestation that we are as a group celebrating it. And this kid proceeds to tell the name of his teacher, uh, where he went to school. He finds her on Facebook and it's so, it is like, it is just so fucking insane. And Doug is dialed. And by the way, at this point, I think you had taken an, uh, 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 uh one of those uh, Adderall's. Yeah. And so now you're dialed in, you're focused. <laughs> so, and it got, it got so, it got so out of control with this one guy that like we got done and they were like, and everyone backstage is like, Hey man, like there's a, you have, you have a responsibility. Like you gotta, like the, you, the kid got assaulted. Like, and they're like, just don't release it. Cause he said names on it. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. But it was one of the fucking, it was the thing, the thing that I realized is the, like the integral difference between me and you is that like, you see the, you, I didn't see the hypocrisy. Like, you know what I mean? I hate hypocrisy, but I didn't see it. I didn't witness it. I was part of the. Oh, it's so much deeper now. I have. 
Bert, I'm fucking hammered right now, but you don't understand that I have stacks of research notes of what's about to happen in... I'm supposed to be promoting my book, but the bullshit in this hashtag witch hunt. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'm off the road. It finally, like for a year and a half, I've been working on this bit, trying to point out this, this 1% of people who use tragedy to promote themselves. And it never worked until all this shit came down and it made this bit finally work. All that shit I've been working on and now I'm done. I'm not on the road for another five months or three months or whatever it is. I'm like, it's working now. I'm dying as a person on the road. It kills me. I have to drink this much to go out but now the bit is there and i'm not on the road and it's not over yet the witch hunt hashtag witch hunt hashtag me too i'm just trying to do this bit about the one percent of people who are not traumatized they see an angle the same way when my mother was dying and we helped kill her and half of my brain is going hey uh, i'm gonna get seven minutes out of this i'm yeah. gonna do it i i know i know i know you you fucking fraudulent people Ooh, oh, George H.W. Bush grabbed my butt in a... F- really? He's a predator? H.W. <laughs> Bush is a predator? He only does it when they say, say cheese? That's... Just, there's like people that just want to be part of the fucking story, and I got the bit nailed, and I'm off the road, and I don't want to go back on the road to make a point. I was on. Uh, I was doing that half marathon a couple weeks ago with uh, Jim Florentine. You know, it's Take like your fucking shirt off. Uh, I'll hold your thing. Oh, we're, we're there's no way. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're there we a, go. We're, we're taking we're, a picture. Yeah. This is a Burt Kreischer podcast. The red, the, the orange ember going at the same time. Yeah. It's not the best podcast ever. Hold position for a minute. It's terrible lighting here. Jesus fucking. Hold uh, position. Well, we can do this after the podcast. Oh, Perfect. Thank you. Jesus. I was running the half marathon with Jim Florentine. Oh fuck! Yeah. And we get into like a runner's high, where we're just we're just just silly, and we're talking about this Me Too thing, and and uh, and I go, I think I might have been molested. And, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you go, think. That's what I, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I was like, I think I might have been molested. And he goes, Really? I said, Yeah. I'm doing this bit on stage right now about um, going to basketball camp, and uh, I got a concussion the first day I was there. And that night, they had to keep me up all night because I had a concussion. I think someone came in and played with my balls. And, uh, like, they woke me up and then played with my balls a little bit. And I, but I'm not, 
I've always written it off to like that. You know, that's what they do when you get a concussion is they got to come in and give you like a physical. And Jim Florentine just goes, uh, they definitely don't play with your balls when they, when you get a concussion. <laughs> but like oh. one of those things, I just had written it off. Like I, it clearly had never traumatized me, but I definitely, it had happened. And I just was like, oh yeah. Th- How old are you? 13. No, now. <laughs> 40, 45. 45. 45. Hey, hang on. Hey, listeners, if you're my age, I'm 50. When we were kids, they would they would give you hernia checks. Yeah. Where they'd reach down and they'd cough. Yeah, yeah. And they'd hold your foot. They don't do that junk. anymore? I don't know. But why would that... Have him with a with a concussion. They didn't check you for a fucking heart murmur or anything. They would check you for hernia. We everyone was terrified of going. Oh. They would touch your balls for hernias. Dude. And they didn't do that for anything else. They didn't check you. Jim, do you have lymph nodes? No. no. They just just check hernias. my hernia. And Jim, hernia check. Jim weekend. Jim Florentine in that deep fucking. Great gator voice of his goes, yeah, they definitely don't do that for uh, concussions. And he was like, you definitely got molested, and I was like, oh shit, maybe I did get molested, but like, I clearly oh. got past it. I got through it. Like, I'm fine now, oh. I guess. Yeah. And then part of me starts I, doing. I so want to not be on the podcast right now. Can we just talk? Like, well, how many? How much time do we talk have? about? Like a lot of shit. Let's let's give it let's give it a couple more minutes. We'll wrap this up and then we'll All just right. bullshit. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff that I I don't want to talk about on the air. All I can think is I want one of these couches that Johnny Depp has. These you, are the best type of couches. We can go. We can go. <laughs> we can go over to the security and say, "Hey, Gene. Um, yeah, Johnny wanted us to take this out because he's, he's moving some stuff in. <laughs> he wants. To, yeah, he wants to get rid of the couches. Send them over to my man cave. These are the best couches ever. I love these. All right. Well, then you're sleeping on this. I'm sleeping in your bed. <laughs> the bedroom's pretty fucking aggressive. <laughs> um, I've, part of me feels like we should like go to the fucking store we should take a walk we should explore and there's so much stuff going on what do you have planned for this week a bunch of book promo yeah are you doing are you doing uh, guys we fucked podcast are you going to New York at all no I I, no I have no idea oh you just did guys we fucked right yeah they're great. Yeah, we we talked we talked about a lot of shit. I'm going to talk off mic with you about because I have. Uh, hey, this is this is the picture. Oh, let that, me see the picture. <laughs> this is this is the one that I have a whole chapter in my book about pulling my dick out on stage or off stage yeah. or in, in public, and that's. <laughs> That's the one I want. That's that. That's one that's discounted. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, like wow. I, I, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find my way. I did some things when I was young. <laughs> I did, yeah. Like, my God, like if they, if they pulled all the fucking Led Zeppelin off the fucking because they shoved a. Fish of some girl's cunt or... Amazing how that was ex- totally acceptable back then. They're like, yeah, they put a shark up her pussy. And everyone was like, ah, those guys get crazy. No. Uh, 
you know what you're buying into. Yeah. So, so that's that's the one I I got. Let's I think, just I think, end this so we can talk. Okay. I can't. How do we wrap this up? Well, and again, say, and again. Where's your book available, Doug? Yeah, it's uh, just find the book. I don't give a fuck about promoting the book, nor does the publisher. So fuck them. <laughs> let's go. Let's I love go. that. I love that. Uh, uh, Jack Cal. Calico, Calico. No, no. Who's Jack? Uh, who did Johnny Depp play in? Uh, in Jack Sparrow's flag is uh, directly above us. We can steal it. I mean, no this one's is watching such these a cameras fucking now. like. It's like imagine going to Jack Nicholson's house in the fucking eighties, and he's got like uh, the Easy Rider bike in there. You know, like it's just such a crazy. That's where we're going next. <laughs> All right, we're both fucking hammered. How do we wrap this up? We're, we did. We uh, uh, play the matoid. Yeah, press the pause button or whatever the fuck. Did I press pause button? No, no, we're good. We're good. Um, <laughs> I was afraid. Now I'm hammered. All right. That's all right. We'll 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 we'll, we'll periscope from the. Uh, the the beautiful uh, upstairs bed. All right. Hey, thank you, uh, Bert Kreischer, for having the drunkest version of me on the uh, podcast. But and uh, listen to uh, Doug on Rogan. That'll be out probably the same day, if not the day before. This is out. So if you've heard, listen to this first. Go check him out on Rogan, and that's where you get all the good stories. And the dork forest. <laughs> and the dork forest, dork forest with Jackie Cation. Yes. The, the, Did you get your helmet for that? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, uh, even in Bisbee, Arizona, there go, there people are going. Um, are are things going to come out about you in this? I like. I've groped every single one of you, <laughs> and these are all dudes. Worse than the fucking accusations. Dude. Yeah, I, I'm going to out myself about a thousand things. I'm, I sit there. Do you not do that? Do you sit and go, who could come out against me? First I, of all, you I can't found fire out, me. I found out uh, too late on my first TV show, the first season, that you couldn't jokingly hit on men on set. Like I would say to the PAs, if we got a PA, I'd be like, Hey man, you want to watch me shower? And he'd be like, he'd be like, uh, no, I'm like, please watch me shower a little bit. And he'd be like, no, I thought it was a joke. And then they were like, Hey man, you got to stop doing that. And I was like, why? And they were like, cause he doesn't know you're not gay. Like he thinks you're actually asking him. I go, oh, yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm not gay. And they go, yeah, but he doesn't know that. And I was like, Oh, so I had to stop doing that. The, the story I, alluded to earlier about me hugging uh, when me and Joe Rogan were the stars of the man show yeah and there was the uh, oh this is gonna be a good episode of Rogan production assistant I'm teasing that it was a dude he was a dude that was older than us we hated him yeah. but if I tell the story without giving a, a, a gender yeah oh you assaulted her no it was a dude he was an yeah. old dude everyone hated and I fucking hugged him with a chest full of jizz when we were <laughs> and everyone laughed yeah if he came forward and said oh, I'm traumatized you should be man dick you're a fucking <laughs> asshole and I hugged you with a chest full of jizz after 
I jerked off on myself with Air Force Amy. It's all in the book. Yes. <laughs> it's all in the book. Yeah, it's all in the book. The point is. I should have been the name of the book. It's all this, in the book. <laughs> yeah. Three months ago when this book was fucking done and settled and fucking, hey, we're going to release it. Or but is there, is there is there a part of you that finds the the finds joy, and I think the I think this is where the witch hunt starts, finds joy in finding out that yeah the 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 condescending Matt Lauer, the guy that would never have you on his show because you're too dirty, was locking women in his room and showing his dick. Is there a part of you that finds that that shining a light on that hypocrisy is is enjoyable? Um, I'll slow roll it. I'll slow roll it. Let it happen. Doug's taking his pants off. Yeah. I think I'm getting sexually assaulted. I think I'm getting sexually assaulted. Fight it. Fight it. I think I'm fight, it. fight it. Fight it. Fight it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, my God. Come on. Chub me up. God damn it. It's not a bad unit. Uh, it's not a bad dick, Doug. It's a small, I small dicked it. <laughs> Oh, Oh, this is the perfect evening. All right. All right. We'll wrap it up here. The book. I blocked his exit. I blocked his exit. The book is This Is Not Fame. A from what T R memoir? Uh. From what I remember. From what I remember. So, uh, not a memoir. It's f- <laughs> from what I remember. Um, do you have any dates you want to promote? No. Australia. Australia. Uh, oh, shit. I want to ask you. Let's just kill this because I want to ask you about Singapore. Oh, All right, let's great. go. Do, do Singapore. Yep. Definitely do Singapore. I'm doing it. Bye. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, hey, guys, I'll be. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. I love you guys. I love you, Doug. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.